Happy birthday, CI. What up, what up? Thank you, thank you, homie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy birthday, big brother. Appreciate it. Beautiful day, beautiful day. Um, so yeah, good evening. Welcome to Unsolicited Genius. I'm Carlton Ennis, joined by Craig Lindo and Mo Lockby. Um, we appreciate you being here with us. So we usually start with housekeeping, but as you heard, it's my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for letting me see another one. Um, I don't have any housekeeping. Uh, what about How old are you now? How old am I? You know, you're not supposed to ask a gentleman his age on the internet. That's on the lady. <laughs> 42, man. 42. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to do <clears throat> well, the heavenly, uh, <laughs> the heavenly Father's allowed you to see a lot of them. 40. Yeah, yeah, but the forty-one to forty-two was a little stranger. So uh, I too, like everybody else, live and living through a pandemic. But I had a couple other adventures in between time, so I'm extra, extra thankful. Okay, how many of them are on-air adventures? What'd you say? Any on-air adventures? Um, you know, just if you think about, you know, I talk about the coaching and, and, and the life coaching and just how I've incorporated that into my life. Um, I think, you know, that's my gift and my skill. So I'm blessed to be able to energize behind both and help people be better with what they have going on. And so, you know, I think you just look around, you know, most of us, if not everybody in our circle works. Um, so we all are contributing to society in some positive way. Um, but from where I've been in my professional experience, you know, I'm in a space where I love what I'm doing, love the process of being able to do it and grateful, you know, that I'm doing something that matters to people. So, so happy birthday. <laughs> Most definitely. There's too many more, my brother. All right, well, I'm not just celebrating today. Um, February 7th, I will also be having a pandemic-friendly Super Bowl party. So okay. let's hop into it. Who who you got? At the end of the day, I'm going to just go be a homer because I don't have a dog in a race. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, Florida. Florida. All right. That's you. So you pick Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for Florida. All right. Yeah. How about you? Mo? We're all Florida boys. We're all originally Florida boys. We stayed in different right. places. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so whatever. <laughs> no, man. I'm going to, uh, I want Tampa to win. I'm with Craig on that. But uh, if you ask me to put my money on it, I'm putting my money on Mahomes. I think Mahomes. I think Mahomes walks into Tampa for the second time this year, beats the old man, and, and drives a nail in this coffin for the old man, and lets mm. lets him know that mm. that he's here for the crown and will continue to be here for the crown in the near future. Um, I, I got to challenge you, most. I just don't think you could stop Kansas City, Craig. I just don't see that. I don't see how you go out there and stop. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey. Mm. I, I think mm. 
you as as good as Rodgers is and as good as Rodgers was this year, Mahomes is better than Rodgers. Mahomes is better than Brady right now. Mahomes is the best right. quarterback player in the league. He's the best, yeah. Correct. So he's a, in he's a, a game, star. he's falling. I'm not debating yeah. you on that. In a game, Craig, where I think it'll be close, mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll go with the team that I think has the best player. I'll go with the Chiefs. I'll go with the Chiefs. Here, here's my little counter on that, though. I'm, 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 I'm looking at them working through offensive line issues. Oh, KC is them working through offensive line issues all year long. I'm looking at this Tampa defense that has come on my radar in the last. I'm late, probably in the last month ish. For the playoffs. And I, I, how long can you, you know, I mean, they're going to deal with a, a strong front seven and, and and a secondary that's really confident in playing together right now. I think, I, you know, might be one of the where I'm, you don't make the I'm a big believer in defense, especially 45, man. I keep telling Carlton about uh, my man, Devin White, the linebacker for Tampa. I mean, yeah, you shouted him out. He's balling. I mean, balling for Tampa. I call him Baby Brooks, Baby Derek Brooks, baby, Baby Derek Brooks out there. Man, that uh, is a compliment, bro. <laughs> just the ultimate compliment. Um, but like, like you said, right? Kansas City's been de- dealing with offensive line issues all year, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they have one loss. Mm. And they have one loss. Facts is facts, you say. And they Max have one facts. loss. And, and the reason why they can no overcome debate. these offensive line issues is, is Mahomes. Mm. Um, a big difference in this game. Hey, man, is, duct tape only worked for so long. But, okay, you talk about duct tape. The other team's quarterback is <laughs> well, yo, 42, Don't get it twisted. I love duct tape. <laughs> I mean, the other team's quarterback's as old as Carlton. See, but that's, and that's where I want to uh, jump in. And that's so uh, thank you. Actually, for, he's as old as me. But thank you for the uh, thank you for the segue to my pick. <laughs> I am. I decided because I, you know, I'll say I, I, I'm betting on this team, but I'm going for this team. I'm betting on Brady. I'm betting on the Bucks. I'm betting on Brady. I, I agree with you, Mo. Kansas City is playing football like I've not seen offensive football played in any recent manner. The close, the next closest thing, and I'd have to watch them film by film, is the Rams with Marshall Falk and Kirk Warner. And Kirk Warner wasn't Patrick Mahomes, right? So he had the weapons, but he himself wasn't the weapon, right? So, but it's Brady, right? It's Brady. And um, the thing that would do it would be his defense, like Craig is saying. Mm-hmm. The defense got to play lights out. The defense got to show up. Adamican mm-hmm. Sue got to be the man we thought he was coming out of Nebraska, if it's, if they to have a chance. So you know, I'm, I'm I'm giving that energy to the to the Super Bowl angels who got my Giants and Eli two Super Bowls over over the over the biggest dragon that needed to be slayed, who I now cheer for. So I've seen it happen. I've lived through it happening. So because we in the same age bucket, um, I'm riding with Braden, man. Brady. Shaquille Barrett out there. Um... I just think another issue in this game is that, okay, it, when Tampa's defense gets stops, Tampa's offense needs to score. Like Tampa can't kick field yes. goals. Yeah. Carlton, we yeah. talk about this all the time if you want to be careful. Thank you for that. Yeah. I think AB about to show his ass. You cannot settle for
for field goals. I mean, Antonio Brown is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He could show his ass at any moment on the football field. Mm-hmm. Uh, his problems are when he shows his ass off the football field. Well, he but, got one more game. You know, he he good. The game in a couple of days. So. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, as long as he stays. Like, what was that Falcons player that got? Oh called? man, you know, I was. I was you went there. Oh, <laughs> you got it. You got it. You can't count until they show up in the locker uh, room the day of the game. I feel you, but for Antonio Brown, what he has done, he's come a long way. He only got a few more steps, but you're right. He's not out the woods yet. Stay away from Mons Venus from all my Tampa strip club fans. Shout him out, man. Shout him out. My first strip club uh, experience ever was Mons Venus. I'll never forget it. But anyways, um, wow. uh, no I just way. don't. Tampa, like I said, they can't kick field goals. The other issue, I think, is like Mahomes is mobile. Like he can get out of things. He scrambles uh, uh, efficiently. Uh, he picks up first downs. Brady's stationary. He's going to be in that spot. Mm-hmm. Is, is Tampa's O-line going to protect him well enough? I mean, in the Green Bay game, man, Brady was great in the first half. He was shit in the second half. He threw three Too picks. Sure. He got Too sacked. Sure. Who won them the game in the second half wasn't really the offense. It was the defense. And they the could defense. do it again. Now, can they do that for four quarters against the Chiefs? No, but make a play. And I'd also argue that Green Bay's coach helped them win the game when he didn't go for it on fourth down and kick the stupid. Talk about it. Tell me how you feel so, about it. Andy Reid is not going to make that mistake. Andy Reid, if anything, is going to make the mistake of being overly aggressive. Right. So Tampa needs to come in with that mentality too, man. Fourth and one at the 50, you need to go for it. Mm-hmm. Like In response to your question, who uh, who's going to protect him, uh, that's Leonard Fournette and company. And what Ronald Jones, like the running back core over there, whoever they, uh, 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 whoever they go to, that's gonna be how they do it. Fournette I agree with you, man. If they want to win the toes. game, they have to run the ball too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nimble on his toes a couple of weeks ago. So again, a couple more days, just just bring your A game, A B and little Fournette. Bring your A game. Help Brady. Like, um, man, if Brady turns the ball over three times in this great in this game, Craig. They're gonna get blown out. Like, right. They yes, can't turn the ball. It can't happen this game. Mm-hmm. This is right, a so, so I actually level than sticking with sports, but you know, it's, it's something happened. It's a combination of sports and and social affairs. Um, but did you all see this? Uh, you know, kind of carrying on the extreme. Uh, Gina, you don't want to say the nickname, Gina. What's the nickname? Courtside Karen, baby. Oh, well, that (laughs) just happened. This was before that, so we we can come back to that. But let me get this one off my chest and let's come back to courtside Karen. So, okay, this particular one. So, let's say this particular courtside Karen, she was wearing gator gear while she was going through her rant, right? And all three of us are gators. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way about that. Um, but I, I don't know if it's me, if it's, if I'm, if University of Florida should come out and make a statement. But for me, you know, and having pride in my school, just seeing this, whether she's associated with the school or not, it, it reminds me of those things that we needed to have in our back of our mind whenever we went on them road trips coming out of campus, right? 
Yeah. Still in Florida, the element still around you. And to see this element wearing my gear, it got me feeling. He's not moving out of my driveway. She called someone the N word without even blinking an eye. I called that not. This Lee County woman is proving racism runs deep in Southwest Florida. The hate hurled at two men trying to work. You, you can't use that language. I can use the word all God mother harassing us now. It is the new stunning video. Yeah, man, and she she got on gator hat, she got on gator gear. You know, she gated up. Done and none and none. That's what I hear. So Part of me feels like the school should say something to just be like, look, we don't know who she is. She got on our stuff, but we don't support it. What say you? Uh, most. <laughs> I, love, I love, man, listen, I love our school. We are Gators. I cheer for the University of Florida, man. I've been a University of Florida fan since I was five years old. Um, but I mean, Am I surprised that there's a racist gator out there? Absolutely not. This is my school is a school that did not allow a black person to school till 1958. Um, and we know that there is, you know, systematic racism within that university school system that we attended. Uh, we experienced it at that school. So and, and I'm not taken aback by it with Carlton. It's not shocking to me at all. Um, you know, I, I read an article on it and someone was saying, you know, was this a hate crime? I definitely don't believe it's a hate crime. Uh, she's welcome to say whatever the hell, she, she's welcome to say whatever the fuck she wants to say. Right. Uh, she just exposes her bigotry, her ignorance. Um, and like I said, man, if she wants to live her life like that to be hateful and, and to be exclusive of people that are different from her, that's her loss. So fuck her, fuck what she's talking about. She's not that way because she's a gator. She's that way because she's a fucking racist. Done and none and none. What say you, Craig? That part. Um, yeah, like for me, <clears throat> I I do feel you, right? Like when I see mm -hmm. stuff like that, it's a similar feeling to when I see other people that I have something in common with that I may value do some clown ass shit, okay. right? Like when you see, so one, I don't know, I, I, I didn't see it myself, but off top, I, I wouldn't know where she got the gator gear. You could buy that in any store. It don't mean you went to the school. Fair. Right? Um, and that's not to sound elitist, it's just this, you know, situation. Um, the nation is everywhere. Yeah, and two, like Mo said, if, if, if you're a douche, it's not because you're a gator. You could be a douche and happen to be a gator, right? Just like- Did you say Florida State? I'm sorry, you didn't say that. Exactly, you could be a, I know, I know, I know a couple fine Seminoles. I heard But that. I also I'm know sorry. some douchebag Seminoles, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, people are who they are. Your school is not necessarily the cause of it, mm -hmm. but I also understand you from the perspective of you don't want your brand associated with certain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think for me too, you know, I my circle can can has HBCU graduates, right? And so there's this constant, you know, discussion. You know, not all the time, not as heated as it used to be, 
a few years back, but mm. you know, there's a, you know, there's this complex, even if I just, you know, take it and put it on myself about the experience that we had. And, you know, our experience was blacker than blacker than black, right? We, we can attest to that. And at the same time, there was something else, another element that we encountered, i.e., you know, um, courtside Karen in Gator Gear. So, you know, that just, it, I, I guess it, 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 I wouldn't even say triggers that, but it, it trickles that, that space. So what I hear y'all saying is that the school don't have to say nothing. I could back up out of my feelings because she could have just got the shirt at Walmart and it's just about who she is and who she is opting not to be. In, in regards to the school, Carlton, like I give a fuck what they have to say about this. What I would like to see from the school is them allowing more black students into the school. Uh, yeah. The admission of students of color into the University of Florida since we've been in, in attendance, since we attended, is on the steady decline, man. Like these are That's the things. Walter Robinson, we met yeah. you. The school needs you. Sugar Bear, man. That's what I would like to see, dog. You know, I don't care about this lady saying the N-word over and over. I care more about the school addressing the lack of diversity in their student population. Period. Gives a okay. fuck who that lady is. Okay. I think that's fair. So now what what I know what court signed Karen did, but what did court side Karen do to Abubu LeBron? So for those of you that don't know the story, man, LeBron was playing Atlanta Hawks here in Atlanta. Uh LeBron and the husband of courtside Karen started talking trash to each other. LeBron seemed to enjoy the discussion. Uh, LeBron even said afterwards he didn't think they should be kicked out. Courtside Karen decides to stand up, defend her man. Uh, she's got, man, dog. Have you seen her? Have y'all seen her? Just a clip, you know, just a headline she, pick. No, what is that no, shit no. when they get the shit shot into their lips so their lips can look more plump and shit. What is that shit? College. Yeah. She, oh my God. Dog, she got that shit oh, yeah. shot in her lips I'm by the gallon. I mean, she's got it shot in her lips by the fucking gallon. Um, you know, she wanted to let this old dude that got her courtside know that she her lips are in it for ride or die. Yeah, like she's she was, yeah. <laughs> she she was showing out for the man that she loves. Yes. So I made videos afterward and posted it. No. <laughs> so she stands up, Carlton. Uh, she takes off her mask and proceeds to tell LeBron that she'll kick his ass, which is comical. Uh, they of course remove her, but I think I think the main reason why she's removed is she's fucking courtside and she took her mask out. It wasn't because she was talking trash. It was because she took her fucking mask down and she's courts. You can't have that if they let you sit courtside. And you know, you're on record in a not so crowded arena where the mics can pick you up uh, threatening the athlete. Is it a threat? I mean, not that you, not that your, not that your threats. Was he look, scared? She ain't gonna no, run up on you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not, her not threat was not a viable. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's on record and Look, viability and all that. See, we we thinking from a just mind state. This is the country we live in, where it's about the better legal team, not about being right or wrong. She wouldn't so, have said that shit to Ron. It's on record. 
she wouldn't have said that shit to run out <laughs> you make I well, you know what what is it? What's his name today? Earth. What's his name? Metal World Peace. Metal oh, sorry, World Peace. Protest. Metal World Peace. That is your name. I, I will do whatever. I'm gonna call it wrong. I'm gonna call it wrong. Do whatever Metal World Peace want to do. I'm down. Run our tests. Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you taught that shit to Meta, huh? Yeah, Meta. Because he bought that World Peace. Meta, yeah. The rebranded. Yeah, that, was, that was a sign. Man, don't let that shit fool you. He punching. I tell you about nah. That's for taxes. <laughs> I just think this also like the NBA should reconsider that courtside shit. Like that's clearly a ploy to get money. Uh, they don't need but to be courtside. You said the fans are too close. Yeah, during a pandemic, you can't have this lady take her fucking mask down because she wants to tell LeBron she can kick his ass. Like. Well, you're saying the pandemic, you know, I heard people talking, you know, there was conversations about that pre-pandemic, just the courtside seats were too close to to the players. I think the banter between the fans and the players during the game is actually live. It just, it can't get out of hand to the point where it's racist. That's what you can't have. Like, say what you want, do what you want, just- The other thing there is that sometimes these courtside Fans seem to operate like they un and they they got some serious entitlement issues, bro. Man, you know that's the word narcissism has been coming up lately. Mm. Um, you, you know the money that it takes, the money that you have to be able to be in the position to afford these seats comes with a certain uh, uh, attachment to the Almighty Self. So I mean, it has a This comes out sometimes. A, no, it has a racial tone That's to powerful, it. Bro. There are people that buy these tickets and they feel because they have purchased these tickets, uh-huh. that affords them the ability to do and say whatever they want to the participants on the court. And a lot minute. of times these tend to be white fans talking to, to black okay. athletes. I hear you. I hear you. And and it does spill over to have racial tones and it spills over to threat. I mean, you literally might have a guy that's fucking five three, 150 pounds, telling somebody like LeBron, I could fucking kick your ass. Like, come on, man. Like some of the things are just it's just no, too it, much. It has an internet like quality in which you feel free to say some things because you think you won't get the hands. Because you, you can aren't gonna get, get the, the hands. hands. Craig, because you aren't gonna get the hands. Like you said, uh, there's LeBron risks a lot more than this loser fucking fan when he goes into the crowd to punch him in the face. <clears> you so are right. not gonna do that. But, but at the, the same LeBron time, stands, the LeBron hive, what do you want to call it? His fans. Le- LeBron Hive is very strong. Don't don't sleep on them. And they they they're growing. You know, that it is what it is. They get in the beehive. Uh, nothing. I, I compare nothing to the beehive because okay. I don't good. want anything with the beehive. I want the beehive after you. Them stings hurt. They say nothing will be compared to hurt. beehive. Stay away. We love the queen bee. Yep. 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 <laughs> we love the queen bee. Since the case video, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> that's when my crush started. What are you talking about? I think it just speaks <laughs> to to a bigger play, like on society, man. People feel entitled to shit just mm-hmm. because they can afford it and they act in a manner that's not civil. It's not fucking civil. Well, that's fair. You know, and, it, you know, it's 
is fame, power, money, you know, it comes at the cost of civility. You know, it's one thing like, you know, Carlton will tell you when he was at Florida, when Peyton Manning came to play, you know, they would take out the car keys and they would shake the car keys and they would say his name, Peyton, and they would do that. Like, that's one thing, you know, that's the crowd being creative. But to talk about a man's mother or killing him or his children, or to use racial slurs is just too much. Too far. There is the, the the term fanatic is real. I witnessed the fight. Some of the most despicable behavior I've ever seen was at um, sporting events with adults, and I'm talking about Jets Dolphins. Mm. Okay. I took as a side hustle in my younger years there working the security logistics staff whatever and learned a lot about all the all the different little nuances of the little facility but one of the incidences that happened I forget which fan peed on who Oof. but one man peed on another man the urine one man is sitting in front cheering for his team and I guess he cheered a little bit too much and I don't know if it was a Jets peeing on a Dolphins fan or the other way around either way the it's all despicable yeah that's not civil but he pulled out his feet on that man. And obviously that led to a fight. And that's when I learned that there's some kind of holding cells in the, in the facility or something. I'm going to tell y'all boys straight up, man. If someone pisses, I'm going to fucking kill them. Like that to me can't fucking happen. We can tumble down I that. We can tumble I down the bleachers together. That is. Like, I can't have your piss on my yeah. skin. Like While that's I'm awake and everything, just boom. <laughs> that's, that is a stretch. There are some things that I feel like are too disrespectful to where you might have to just cross that line and kill somebody. Hey man, one of the grossest things ever. Yeah. And then, you know, to think that Jets and Dolphins fans are fighting, what? Like, what are, <laughs> like, what are they fighting for? The fuck are the Jets and the Dolphins fans fighting for? Like, what y'all fighting about? Yeah, like, y'all are just hey, man. Like, on the table. What, what's on the table? We know it's not the hey, Super Bowl. We know it's not the playoffs, Carl. They're not even fighting for the playoffs. We know it's not the division title. So what is y'all fighting about? The first pick. This was years ago. Eight, we eight, got the first pick. They weren't fighting for anything that either. Who's going to be 7 and 9 or 6 and 10? What's that? The first pick, I told you. Because even if y'all get the first pick, you're not going to do nothing with it. Uh, I mean, I, I no, take man. that. We're we watching that. the rise of the I Dolphins, man. Y'all, I can't let y'all get that off. We, I, we I, are I, watching the rise of the Dolphins. I apologize. I am only talking about the Jets in that last <laughs> round of statements. The Dolphins <laughs> have turned the corner, but. Man, they yeah, turned man. the corner when Ted and, the Jets and Dolphins still didn't make the Hey, man, Flores is the reason. And as long as I've been in Florida, Flores is the reason I bought my first little piece of Dolphins gear. All right, well, good luck. You know, y'all got close, man. I told you I was I was hurt. Y'all didn't make it, you know. So they just gotta stick with him, cause I, I, you know, they just got. I think I think he's got. I think he's the. I think he's got the right mindset, and I think he's building the right culture. I see a difference from the day he's got here, in my opinion, in my little layperson eyes. So. I don't know, man. I, I think this is a good time to um I think Dolphin season tickets is only gonna go up from here unless they bail on old boy. So what's the status with Deshaun Watson? I was keeping up for a minute. 
I know he won out of Houston. My Giants talked about it. I don't really want that, but you know, what's his status? He found a home yet? No, he hasn't found a home because Houston's staying. They're not going to trade him. Oh, they they took a stand. I thought they were going to let him go. No, they took a stand. They're saying they're not going to trade him. <clears throat> I heard a proposal in the news about the Raiders. Same day as the stance. So, right, so if I'm him, I definitely want to be traded because Houston is a, a loser organization. Mm -hmm. um, but if I'm them. But he was, I mean, wasn't he I, asking I'm for the Jets though? Deshaun Why would Watson I trade Deshaun Watson? You wouldn't. But so what's That's what I'm saying? So first of all, come back. Deshaun Watson stated he wanted the Jets. No, uh, those are the rumors. Those are. Oh. It was a rumor. He likes some okay. pictures. This, oh, that, and the okay. other. Okay, he Made just a little post, like just little subliminal ish kind of thing. He, he he's showing some football leg. That's all. Okay. Um, okay. Does anybody know what his management is? I'm now extra curious. It's not Master P. Uh, that would be a good thing. Mm. Curious. All right. All right. So I decided what I want from y'all for my birthday, if I can. All right. Who, who is your hip hop top five? So instead of asking you what you're listening to, Okay. Who is who is your hip hop top five? I was doing some reflecting this weekend and I accidentally played Pac and Nas back to back and it got me thinking and I went to Biggie and I went to Jay-Z and I said, all right, let me see what the fellas, where they at with their top five. Um. Okay. So are we talking, can I take a little liberty or a lot of liberty, or how about I'm gonna wait till most goes first? It's my birthday, but it's your show too. So, you know, just give it how you feel. So top five, man, I I, I was not, because the thing, the we can come back five, to you. We can come the back top to you. Five, I so, yeah, I'm, I'm down to that, but I just wanna say this, the top five, there, a couple of them slots might fluctuate depending on mind state. Right, like yeah. well, my fifth spot, my fifth spot is fluid, but I wanted to talk about it. I could solidify it if you all give me permission. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, give me a second. Who, who, uh, most, you ready? I'm trying to hear what Carlton's trying to say okay. about it. Oh, my bad. So in I'm no order, in no order, because I don't want to argue tonight. I'm just expressing my feelings. I'm here to argue. Um, Tupac, Biggie. Nas, Jay-Z, all right? That's my four, for sure. No ifs, ands, about that four. Now. Say that again. Nas, Pac, Biggie, Jay-Z. That four ain't moving. That four ain't moving, unless- So this is all time, not right now, just my all time. My all time, my-, my Okay, all time, okay. My all time, hip hop, my hip hop all time, all right? Now. That's the four solid, you know, Jack Harlow, two chains. I love them, but they, that four is solid. My fifth, I love outcasts. Give me outcasts over everything, but individual rapper, um, they, they, it's different, right? So my question to you for that fifth slot, am I allowed to put a group 
or does it have to be a person? You said top five favorite hip hop all time? Yes. It has to be a person. It has, it has to, to be, be a person. <clears throat> so then if I so if I put the caveat that I can't leave this earth without these top five, that means I can't go nowhere without outcast. So if big boy get in, that means somebody got to drop. Is that how that go? Well, I, I, I I don't think you I don't know if I like if, if they come as a group it's a group that's why I'm asking it's because Craig give me permission to use a group Mo What's I don't understand why you have a problem just saying Andre 3000 is a better rapper than Big because I can't like have Outcast without Big Boy and Big Boy every time I go back and reflect this isn't about, be spitting the, that the question is what top what music do you want to uh if you only had five albums or five it's five people artists right. or art artists or artists to listen to all right, different. All right. you, you, know you should have covered yourself by saying top five, five hip-hop okay. acts you said who are you i didn't say that's a different i didn't say question, that, that would have covered right. you that would have covered no, you i didn't say actually right no he right that's why i asked I'm, again they my feelings so three stacks close out my top five Okay. Three stacks close out my top five. Wow. Say that one more time. All right. No particular order. I repeat, no particular order. But in case you wondered, Tupac, Biggie, Nas, <laughs> uh, Jay-Z, and three stacks. All right. For me, uh, I'll give some honorable mentions. Uh, before I give you my top five, like I respect Eminem, he's probably not even in my top ten, but skill wise, I respect it. Um, mm -hmm. I love Red Man. Shout out to Red Man. Mm. Red Man was ahead of his time. Uh, if you listen to albums like Muddy Waters, uh, that shit was way ahead of its time. Uh, his uh, performance, him and Method Man live, man. I still, I haven't, yeah, I don't know, if I've seen anything hip hop wise better than the two of them on stage. They had a great chemistry. Now, unpopular opinion, and some people disagree. Method Man, while my favorite rapper in the Wu-Tang Clan, is not the best rapper in the Wu-Tang Clan. I think the most consistent rapper in the Wu-Tang Clan is Ghostface Killer. Like, Ghostface Killer. I thought you was going to. I was hoping you said Raekwon, but oh, I, I, I don't get in Wu-Tang debates. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm That's a very Check out what I would say. I don't get in the Wu-Tang. Raekwon's best albums have Ghost on them. Only built for human links was Ghostface and Raekwon, pretty much. Okay, I just take so, some great albums. Uh, I'll also shout out Common, Talib Kweli. I love rappers like that, man. Okay. Um, okay. Mob Deep, all of them. Like I love that era of rap. But my top five, Jay Z. It's an order. No, no, no order. Jay Z, Biggie, um, Andre three thousand, Nas, Nasir Jones for sure. And my last one, man. Even though I don't think he's as skilled as some other rappers with his flow or even the intricacy of his lyrics. Uh, he just makes you feel a certain way. Uh, he into your emotions. So my last rapper in there would be Tupac. Man, it took you a lot to say it. It's like it hurt. <laughs> and because he's not as skillful as those other rappers, but 
when I'm in certain moods, your list, bro. I'm in certain moods, dog. That's right. Um, I'm sorry. I judged your list. No, 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 no. You're perfectly fine. No, no, no. That's perfectly fine. Um, the reason why I have to put him in is just because when I am in certain moods, there's nothing that makes me feel the way like Tupac's music does. So I have to include him in my top five. I couldn't, I couldn't live without it. I couldn't live without it. All right, Senor Lindo. Gotta admit, like I said, uh, uh, me being who I am, it, you might ask me six months from now, it might sound different, but okay. we got episodes. Go. You could do an update. <laughs> Word. I got J, 3K, KRS, Big Daddy Kane, and Black Thought. Okay, I knew I would get a, a nice different, you know, me and Mo list the same, right? But I, I appreciate that. I appreciate now, Black, 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 Thought, is, Black Thought has gotten a lot of spins from me. I think I should be getting something from his title. So say your list for Black me. Thought. <laughs> Black Thought is an uh, amazing rapper. Craig, I'm glad you included him in your list. Um, Big, Big Daddy, Daddy Kane is my first favorite MC, probably from when I was a jit. But I can't speak on it. You know, I can't speak on it because I don't know enough about Big Daddy Kane's music to say anything. He I definitely just, no, had, had me put parts of my eyebrows growing, growing hot top fades. I was buying, I bought a cane from 183rd Street Flea Market mm -hmm. because in his video he had a cane. So oh. my elementary ass wanted to get a cane until. I was trying to take it to school and Cass was like, nah, that ain't cool. And I was like, all right. And you put I thought it was freestyling. I was like, let me drop the beat. You put Rakem in there too, Craig? Um, that's the that's fluctuation. Amazing. That that that's that that spot amazing. between Black Thought, KRS one and Oh KRS one, um, I'm sorry, KRS one. Yeah, I have KRS a third. Like yeah. no no particular order, that's just the order I said it, but yeah. Yeah, we you know we could talk, we could break the game down for days. Who influenced what? Who set the course in a different direction? Cause that that rock him. See, man, like picking a top five and sticking to it. You asking me to stick to that? I feel like I'm dissing some of my favorite MCs by not mentioning them right now. I could be selfish for a day. Yeah, man. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm dissing some of my favorite MCs by not putting them in that five, man. Like I I'm taking it personal, and it's my list. Well, I well I appreciate you all entertaining me so um what you watched this week mm. <laughs> can't talk about it y'all been busy watch. it's okay i have not had time to watch tv my that's man. good you y'all work y'all teaching the kids y'all helping the babies yeah so uh it's so a I mean, lot of math videos a lot of making math videos what do you mean? To the point that I got to seriously just launch a, a YouTube channel to support and probably go ahead and try and do something with that to for another income stream. At this point, every educator needs to get a YouTube channel, needs to brand themselves. Mm. The free agent market, I think is, there's potential there and uh, for outside income streams, especially um, creating courses or tutoring. Take now, is that something I want to do all the time in my life? No, but it's the branding yourself right now, especially in the age where they're forcing you kind of to be on camera in certain districts might be to your advantage. All right, business tips. Y'all uh, was getting business tips today. Parents, if you are listening uh, as an educator, I would tell you to be very concerned about your 
your students, your 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 children's math and reading. Uh, you really need to be working with your children to make sure their ability is where it needs to be. Um, I was talking to shit. I was talking to Carlton about this, and we were talking about grades. Be careful with grades at this level in this setting. Uh, a lot of these grades are easy grades. They're not grades that truly show uh, where the students' abilities are at. And especially in something like math, you don't want your child to move on if they don't have the necessary skill set because they fall further and further and further fucking behind. I so, don't know if you realize that kind of supports what I was saying before, that, that it, the deficiencies that are gonna be created you know, it's a market is being created, also a chasm. But some there, there is some there, there there is something being created here, a niche that could be tapped into. And uh, I hate to sound like some, uh, you know, scavenger, predatory businessman, but I do see I do see that there are dollar signs here and a niche to be tapped into. But on the other side, I do agree with you that parents should be concerned. But that goes back to even before pandemic. All my years in the classroom, here's the one thing that I've noticed. And you know, whether as a student or a teacher, the, the students that had the additional reps outside of the classroom were the students that excelled. The students that had the better support at home were the students that excelled. I mean, more I mean, than 50% of the time. Studies show that. I mean, when I was studying for my master's in education, the, the biggest difference between success and failure is parental involvement. Um, but I, you know, I am an educator that takes my students' education very seriously, very seriously, uh, as if it was my own child's education. Um, my recommendation would be to work with your children to see, mm -hmm. to make sure that they are where they are supposed to be. I would not take the word of some report card over virtual schooling. Um, you know, it, it would be better, and I always say this, I would rather have my child, my son, get a hard C than an easy A because that means they've actually mastered the material. They're learning the material. Um, I'm worried. I'm worried that a lot of these kids are going to skate by during this pandemic and they're going to fall behind in their mathematics and it's going to be an issue for them down the road. And I don't see anybody on a federal, state, local level um, doing anything to address this gap that's going to be in their education. So it, it, it is very concerning. It's very concerning. So, you know, I started with what y'all were watching and, and what's interesting and where it ties together is the show I picked up on a couple episodes is F is for Family cartoon or animated show. I've seen I don't that. know what network it originated on, but, you know, I picked it up on Netflix and it's, it's funny, but it's, it's, it also goes deep. You know, it's it's seventies family. You know, middle class. I assume working, grinding parents. Life didn't go the way that they maybe thought, or at least the dad's life, or mom too, for that matter. But they love each other. They love their kids, and they're trying. And one of the challenges they have with their oldest kid is around his ability to excel. And what I what what I found profound is as much as they want him to succeed. They're critical when he doesn't apply himself. They decided based on who he is that they was going to love him and just give him the support he needed 
to thrive, um, despite whatever physical, emotional handicaps he may have. You know, this is who he is. This is who he has been. Let's love him and support his his path accordingly. And you know, you two being educators, everything you just said, and and what this pandemic is highlighting even further isn't isn't things we didn't know before. But when you look at it from the perspective of parenting and schools and that relationship, both parties are supposed to be aligned for the success of the child. But it seems that so many things, money, politics, distractions at home, parents focused on other things, relying on the system to do things that the system can't do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it is, it's interesting to hear what you all said. It's interesting how it ties to, you know, what I was watching um, for a few days this past week. And I think, you know, the underlying message is, as you said, parents, get involved, love your kids, see where they are, do it for them, not because some fear that you're attempting to overcome in, in how you perceive as yourself, how you perceive yourself as a person or a parent. It's for the babies. Um, and, and let's figure out how we align and unite and pull together our thoughts, ideas, finances, all the sorts of resources to do what's in the best interest for the babies. That's my two cents. But I don't teach, so. That's, that, that's, that's your unsolicited genius. And there it is. <laughs> there I, it I, is. I, I, I got I, I to ask this question. When, when are we going to stop being naive about politics? I don't know. We want to dodge the conversation, right? Let's dodge politics. Let's talk about sports because sports don't, politics don't influence sports. Let's talk about politics because you know what? I could, I could specify districts, states, whatever, where when they, when they took away summer school, the scores dropped, but they used the scores to finance or justify taking either money away from schools or doing other things with that money and then making it easier for anybody to start a school. And I don't have a problem with that because competition is good for the consumer, right? That's not lost on me. Right. But let, let I'm using that as an instance to point out where political decisions always influence schools, political decisions influence everything. Mm-hmm. When are we gonna be when are we gonna stop being naive about uh, about uh, talking about politics. Can I we tell you what I think? It. You got a response more, or can I, who, who going next? We can't avoid I mean, the problem with education is the people that run education have have no idea what they're doing. Look who the, the, the uh, head of education was under Donald Trump, Betsy Devos. She has no experience in education. And then she believes in private education. Why would you have someone in charge of the nation's education that doesn't believe in public education? That is what she's essentially responsible for. So you have someone that's in charge of public education that that is more for private education because that takes care of people like herself who are wealthy and and the public education system continuously gets shitted on. Well, Uh, I'm going to be real with you. I feel like education as a K through 12 classroom teacher since 2000 has been steadily, slowly getting less human and more corporate 
since I got in. We are, we, we, sometimes we feel like a boiler room with the amount of numbers that get thrown at you, that you, and, and, and put soft suggested quotas, because, you know, depending on where you are, you can't be given a hard quota, hard number to meet, right? Depending on your um, uh, union bargaining team, whatever, wherever you are. But it's gotten more and more privatized, commercialized, and for a played out word, digitized. Um, so with that said, she, she fits the mold of where it was trying to be forced to go, but I think they're also starting to realize it's not worth it or working. Yeah, but that's bullshit. Like there's a responsibility in the country to educate the people of the country. Right. You, you can't have a successful society if people are uneducated. So public education needs to be invested in heavily. Educated citizenry. Yes. That, is, that is what because they fear. That is the country. There is no fucking country if people don't get educated. We need people to get educated to fill the jobs of the country. Educated the problem with private education, man. Your citizenry should be educated and, well, let me not say should. I, I don't, I, good advice often does not have the word should in it, but a strong citizenry is healthy and educated. Amen. Yes. Amen. And, and, and I am completely against private schools for the fact that in this country, money is power. Money is influence in this country. Mm -hmm. So when you have wealthy people, whether white or black, and they are zoned to go to a school that they don't like, they have an easy escape. You just pay for this private school, boom, you don't have this public school that you're zoned to anymore. So they don't, they don't lose their power. Anyway. But crazy, because they're not forced to go to that public school. They don't use their power and influence to make that a better better school. So that school ends up being occupied by people who are lower socioeconomic status. They don't have the means to fight. And the school is a shit school. And then, you know, the other problem in education is the people that get the most blame at the end of the day are the teachers. And they are the one that make the least amount of money that do the most amount of work. We so love you, teachers. Hey man, I stopped no, teaching over years ago. I am a digital content creator now. You're, you're, you're shitting on the people that do the hardest job and, and you judge them the most harshly. It, it's a wonder you can't get good teachers. Do you still feel like you're teaching? I mean, I go, I go as hard as I can, man, but you know- Do you still I, I feel still, like you're teaching? Yeah, I feel like I'm still teaching, man, because I'm, I, I do what I normally do, but my self-doubts come in, Craig, with, the, the, let's the say they do well. asynchronous learning and, you know, I mean, they kind of learn I on their in, own. I log in every day, Craig, and I present them with, with like a lecture. I'm, I'm with you. With, you know, PowerPoint presentations, all of that shit. But, you know, in this setting, my self-doubt comes in. Like if they take a test, Carlton, and they, and they all do well, I, I sit there and I'm like, I wonder if they cheated. If they don't do well, I'm, I'm like, did I fuck up in the way that I taught my students? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the data is skewed because you're not sure 
what they're doing on their end. So that kind of like fucks with me. But in terms of like the way I teach, no, that hasn't changed at all uh, for myself. It's just weird to not have students in person. The passion, no. But there is something I mean, lost. Passion. Let's say the something lost with them not being in the room. There is yep. something lost with not being able to read their body language. Um, there's there there's there's been a there's been a lot lost with the change to me, but there's been a lot there's been some gained, and uh, I, I, but no education isn't the same. And when I I'm joke I'm half joking when I say I'm a digital content creator. The learning management system through which I present, I code daily now. Code daily. I have to get to the point, like either I'm always getting content from somewhere else to put together to, to help assist, because when I'm not around, right, when I'm not in a live meeting, when they're not there, what is the reference point? So I have to put together a video library for them, whether it's of other people's stuff or mine, of demonstrations. You know, math is a verb. They need to see it done and then do it themselves and get reps. Right? right, math is more like a sport than any other subject. So let me ask conscious. this. Let me ask this. We got a new chef and deputy in town, right? Okay. New administration. Okay, I stand on the soapbox. My bad. What? What's one, two, maybe three solutions that we can start talking about, looking at, pushing for? start a nonprofit to help help emphasize or develop like how do we write the direction that this particular ship is sailing in you talking about with the new sheriffs however it go i don't know you know how high how low how local one, it needs to be i don't know one let me just beat on the cliche um make it competitive to be a teacher make it worth it first of all you talk about the shortage of males in there all right, make it a breadwinner salary. You know what I mean by that. Make it a breadwinner salary and see and and start you the more talented that pool gets, the better. Right? That's one. Two, well actually one and two could be flipped. Change the schedule. You probably should change the schedule first because then you could justify more the pay raise cuz right now that's the main thing that gets held against teachers when pay raises get come up is the schedule. That being said, nobody wants to lose that much time off for a year and nobody wants to burn out the students. However, however, you could do out of every four weeks of the month, the first three weeks on, the last one off. That'll catch all your holidays, that'll avoid burnout, that'll give time for PLCs and all the other stuff, and uh, 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 learning, uh, professional learning, all that. Uh, for me, Carlton, um, well, like, it's like twofold for me, right? Like, if, if we're talking about just the educational system, you, you need to start at equality, you need to get rid of the privatization. The privatization of schools and jails needs to fucking go. Uh, people should not be profiting off of those entities. The government should just be in, the government should just be investing in education, period. And jails, you shouldn't be making money off people going to jails. It gives people an incentive to incarcerate you. But for education, Carlton, especially, if, I want to talk about Black youth. Uh, we need more of what LeBron James did with that school that he built uh, in Ohio. 
we need to see, I believe, more of that investment in our community from our, from people that can afford it. And they, when they make that investment, they need to get the government involved. And almost like if we said, if I build one, you build one. You're confusing if, me. If I build one, you build one. And if we kept going like that, uh, Carlton and Craig, we could build schools that invest in our communities and, and, and change generations. I mean, you could change generations. And I'm not even talking about like generational wealth. I'm talking for some generations, man, if we jumped to the middle class, that would be fucking phenomenal. You know, imagine the progress that they, you can make after that. Uh, if you come from a generation where socioeconomically, everyone in your generation has been poor. Um, that is the kind of investment I feel we need to see. And, and you know, another thing is like, I teach history, right, Carlton? Uh, and we need more black educators teaching black youth, in my opinion, because the history needs to come from a different perspective than the, put what some money on it. Yeah, than what they've been using. All used that to. will come to the class. Put some money on it. Yes, sir. That's why a lot of us don't stay here. I watch a lot of other males, black or otherwise, come and go. And a lot of them try to, a lot of them go and then try and come back and recruit me, like, yo, you wasting talent here. I'm starting to believe them. But man, because look, think about it. You got 120 clients per day, dynamic clients. Look at what look at your pay rate. These cats step out here, client load maybe seven, double your pay rate. And half of them clients, they're they're not static. Not that they're not dynamic. It's just, it's just whatever. You look at it like that. That's another way to look at it. All right. Well, I asked the question and y'all gave me some good answers. So all I can say is I, you know, my son is not in you all school districts, but, you know, I pray that his teachers from here on out have the same fire that you all have for their success. And, um, Let's keep, you know, y'all keep fighting a good fight. And, and for those that's listening, you know, do your part at minimum. We know you can vote. You can be informed. Talk to your teachers. Let them tell you what they need. Let them help you understand where, where the opportunities are. Let them help you see who should be held accountable. Like Craig said, we don't want to say should. Let the teachers help you know where the accountability lies. And then as a collective community, where you are, you know, work toward resolution and solutions. All right. So what else? What do y'all, what, I think it's time to say goodbye. So happy birthday to me again. I love y'all boys. What else we want to talk about before we, before we say good night or goodbye, good morning, wherever you are. Good lunch, good midday, good I mean, siesta. Boys know <laughs> how I always uh, end our show. Uh, I got my buffoons for you. Okay. Let me start we off there. We, oh, we got our first back-to-back -back buffoon, uh, Marjorie Taylor. This lady, man. Once again, more video surfaces. Did y'all see how she followed the shooting victim around? And, From around my part of town. That's 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 my my area. And and was insinuating that the shooting at the school at Parkland never took place. I mean, the lady 
it's unbelievable that she's allowed uh, in Congress. And then, did you see McConnell? McConnell came out and said the lady was loony. And I was like, man, look at McConnell saying the lady was loony. But that boys correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this lady a spawn of like Donald Trump? Like where was McConnell to say that Trump was loony? This is once again, uh, them laying in bed with the devil coming back to haunt them because their support for Trump has led to them having someone like this in their party who, who doesn't believe in these school shootings but somehow they're about to put her on the committee for education. Say I mean, what? That, that that shit just doesn't add up. Uh, we need to get her the fuck up out of there. Your senator now. Uh, my second buffoon is the Rochester, New York police. Did you boys see the video with the nine-year-old girl Stop, who they bro. pepper sprayed and yeah. handcuffed in the back of the car? Yeah, I synced it. Um. I just want to compare that to this other one incident that I read about. Um, in I don't know if y'all boys saw the story about in Seattle about the offensive lineman that beat the shit out of his uh, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, he beat her so badly that at, uh, when she got up from the bed after the beating that she took to walk to the restroom, uh, he looked at her and said, he can't believe that she's still alive. The police went to arrest him and they said they were on top of him and he, he was able to like lift his body up with them on top of him. They tased him and no effect on him. Uh, they struggled to handcuff him and they were legitimately in fear. But you know what? They didn't shoot him. They didn't pepper spray him. He made it to the jail safely. Meanwhile, the nine-year-old black girl who hasn't even fucking committed a crime who, who they called because she was having a mental fucking episode. Mm. Um, they tackled to the ground, they handcuffed, they traumatized her even more. Where the fuck is this is that shit? And, and, and I hate to say this to black people, but it's true. Man, if you have a relative that's having a mental episode, don't call the fucking police. Don't fucking call the police because that shit doesn't fucking end well. So, uh, so going left a couple we are times. not we are not healthcare providers on this show, um, and so take <laughs> what we advise as you see fit. Oh no, we're Muhammad, not healthcare providers, but I'm trying to Muhammad, save your as Muhammad is articulating. Do not call the police, but if you have somebody in your family struggling with mental health, have a response plan. If they have a provider, get advice from their provider, their psychiatrist, their psychologist their counselor, if if my loved one has this episode, who should I call? When you call the police, the police have a limited number of things that they will do for situations. And the un, under-educated police officers have a higher propensity to respond with the, with the uh, uh, what, what's the suppression, suppression approach. And so if you have a family member who's, who's out of sorts for whatever reason, suppression isn't what they need. Space, support, protection, but suppression isn't necessarily the first place you wanna go. So you got somebody in your family, suffer from mental health, have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, 
Google is your friend. Start looking it up. Start talking to people in your circles. Don't have a plan. Make one. Wellness community. It's out there. It's available. We're not professionals, but this is what we think. We we are advocates for mental health. What I, what Carlton's saying, I definitely agree with. Seek mental uh, people that are in mental health uh, that specialize in that. The police are not equipped for that. And Carlton is fucking articulate and all of this shit. But what he's trying to tell you is these uneducated, these racist, bigoted cop. The number one thing they go to is just shoot a motherfucker. Is that like what I was that's saying? that's plan A. <laughs> that's fucking plan A. So if someone in your family is having a mental yeah, we've seen it happen, but I, I can't say that all cops are gonna shoot or offer it. No, no, I'm not saying I've said the bigoted, the racist, the those police. Um my last one for the week, man, is fucking Kanye West. What did he do now? Oh yeah, he didn't pay this the motherfucker people. runs around telling you that these white record executives and these companies are taking uh, advantage of these artists. They're not giving them their masters. And he fucking turns around and he, one, he does the same thing to his artists. Two, he has a fucking Sunday choir and he's not paying them? Like, what the fuck? Like, you're doing this for God, allegedly, and you're scamming the people in the choir? Kanye West is a deplorable human being, man. What'd you say? The title of the episode is Kanye Robbed the Fire. Use the D word again. Kanye West is a deplorable human being. Uh, it, it, the, the hypocrisy of railing against that system and then knowingly participating in it to screw over other black people. I just don't respect that shit. Pay those, pay those people their fucking money, please. Um, heroes, real quick. Sean King. Sean King is an activist. If you don't follow him on Instagram, follow him. Um, there was a gentleman that was wrongfully imprisoned. Uh, the gentleman's name, if you don't know, is, I'm trying to get you the name right now, Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson was in jail for an absurd amount of time for a week march. Uh, they got him out. Sean King wanted to raise money to buy him a home. Uh, they have raised more than enough money to buy him this home. They're also going to be able to purchase him a car. Uh, that's just outstanding. Like, it's amazing to see what the community can do when we uh, rally around each other. Good job, Sean King. Good job. Yes, we need Let's to keep that up. Uh, Cicely Tyson, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest uh, in Brian Sicknick, rest in peace. Brian Sicknick is the capital officer that was murdered. Uh, during the insurrection. Rest in peace. Oh man, rest in peace. Rest in peace. You all, I'm out. That's it. Uh, no, Anything? no disrespect because I'm having an issue with the name, but I think the la- one of the Beastie Boys passed, but I don't remember all that uh, his name specifically. But that would I don't be two. Rock with right? the Beastie Boys. That would be two, right? That would be one Beastie Boy left alive. I think so. I don't know. We'll we'll follow. We'll Google it. We'll figure it out. All right, well, I don't have any accolades for today. Um, I just, like I said, F is for family. It's a great show, I think. A lot of seasons to go, so I don't know when I missed it. It's pretty funny, man. But, yeah, so, you know, artistic masters of animated craft, F is for family. So that's my my master of the craft for the day or the week or whatever time period. All right. All right, fellas, well, you know, y'all still my favorite people. Um, always good to connect and talk shop. Um, 
Happy birthday. Again, it's Aquarius season, that number one zodiac sign. Mm-mm. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, then. Well, happy, happy Wednesday. Happy, happy birthday, my bro. Happy, you know, keep fighting a good fight with them chillings. Um, and, and we'll keep, you know, spreading our magic around the earth. Yeah, man. Friend from 19 all along. Happy birthday. All right. Y'all remember, man, America does not have a race problem. America has a racism problem. Love y'all, man. Now stay safe. Big facts.